Hello everyone, this is Josh from the Wrestling with the Bullies podcast. I'm here to talk about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. And let me explain that it's free. There's creation tools that help you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. They go through Apple Podcasting and pretty much anywhere that sets up uh, podcasting for you. Also, you can make your money from your podcast too. Like, and it doesn't take that much at all for you to be able to do it too. So, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. If you guys are interested, just go to the app in the app, both the iOS and the Android store, or you could go to their website at Andrew, uh, anchor.fm. Thank you and have a good day. Damn it. <laughs> but all right. Thank you, everyone, for coming to the Wrestling with Willie's podcast. Uh, like we're going to be talking about the WrestleMania Night 1 uh, pay-per-view and... How did everybody enjoy the? Or well, I guess we'll start off with the first match. I'm starting off horribly because this is the third time we've started doing the shit. <laughs> but uh, I guess we'll talk about the uh, Drew Gulak and Cesaro match for the third time. We'll just run it by quickly, though. Yeah, we'll get this podcast done in seven minutes. Yeah. Hey, 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 Cesaro beat Dragulak. There we go. There we did. We finished it and quickly. There we go. All right. <laughs> and then the Kabuki Warriors versus um, uh, Bliss Cross Applesauce. That was a thing. It, it was a pretty good match, though, for what it was. I actually really enjoyed that match. Um, very hard hitting. Like, there's a lot of people who are like, Oh, Alexa Bliss is protective, but I mean, she took some decent bumps during this match. I think, I think any protection she had uh, last year was the fact that maybe she was recovering from concussions, and so they were being easy on her to keep her from, you know, going the way of so many athletes who've had to retire due to concussions, like Christian, uh, Troy Aikman in the NFL. So I totally get it. It's. It's um, it was a good match. Like I was happy that the crisscross applesauce won. Um, I I love all f- I love all oh, four shit. women. Jeremy left wrestlers. <laughs> I guess we'll keep on talking then. Um, I love <laughs> I I love all four wrestlers. Okay, he's back. So I love <laughs> all four wrestlers, and I would be I would have been happy whoever won. Although I was a little bit pulling for Chris crisscross applesauce and Bliss so, Cross, so was, Joe. Yeah, if you're gonna get Frost. the name wrong, you might as well not even say it. That's true. Yeah, Joe. Yeah. Well, <laughs> at least I'm the only one talking. Y'all are sitting here like with your hands on your willies. Well, remember what this podcast is called. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just kidding. So, so okay. So I stand corrected. Bliss, Bliss Cross. I'm glad they won, but I like all four women. Right. And 
And so I would have been happy either way, but I was kind of pulling for Bliss and Nikki Cross just because I like them. Was it me or were all these matches, and I know I'm skipping kind of ahead, but all these matches were kind of short. Then, and they were yeah. kind of like glorified Raw matches, really. It didn't feel like a WrestleMania. I mean, does it really help knowing that there was nobody in the stand? It was interesting to hear all the talking, though. Yeah. Because you don't normally Especially hear. Especially Oscar screaming. Well, that and the refs. Like, most yeah. of the time you don't hear the refs yelling at the wrestlers, or you don't know what they're really saying to them. Yeah. Can y'all hear me still? Yep. yep. Hang on a second. Yep, here we go. Well, no, I'm not leaving. I'm just... No, uh, I know. But uh, what's it called? I definitely thought that it was a pretty good a cool match anyway. I mean, I think they've wrestled against each other a few times now. That's the only reason why I'm like, it feels like raw to me instead of something special. Except for like certain matches where it's like Goldberg versus uh, Braun Strowman. Or Brock versus Drew, because they barely ever wrestle against each other. Like, some of these guys, it's like you've seen them wrestle a shit ton, so it's not like feeling anything special. Yeah, it doesn't so, feel like wrestling. Maybe. And I think that, like, just on SmackDown or Raw, like, it was Alexa Bliss versus Oscar or something. Like, Oscar was doing, like, from what I hear is that Oscar was doing, like, a shit ton of matches. She was on main event and everything in the build up to WrestleMania. But like, it, it, like it, it kind of bores you out. Like when you watch some of the matches where you've already seen them like a few times, that's the only reason why I like, I didn't get into it as much as I could have is because it's like, I've already seen the match a shit ton. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it was still good for what it was, though. Yeah. It was a good match. I just, I didn't, ex- you know, I I wasn't sure what to expect this WrestleMania just because of the no crowds and stuff like that. So, it was, it was something that's, it was an interesting aspect yeah. with the no crowd because you could hear everybody. And, and of yeah. course, going into the build-up to WrestleMania, it's like they can't hear the crowds to see if what anybody's doing is making sense to the WWE universe because nobody's fucking there. So, yeah, yeah, makes it a little bit more difficult because they talk about whenever they're in arenas where you could hear, I guess the volume goes upwards, so you can't hear them like cheering and all that other stuff. So like, it makes it more difficult to find out if your moves are working. Or, like, if you're getting the same uh, idea for the match that they had in mind. Mm-hmm. But still, it, was, it wasn't a bad match anyway. And they've been doing it for the past, I don't know, like, months or so where they've been doing empty arena matches because they have to. Yeah. Like, because they want to still be on TV and they still want to be able to give people entertainment yeah and that's the main thing like having to check social media to see if any of this shit you're doing is sticking kind of sucks yeah but uh so far like that's the main one that i thought was okay like it was just like right in the middle of the pack like three stores uh 
And I would think that most of us are in agreement, but I don't know for sure. But Steven, yeah. what about yours? I, di- I didn't see the whole thing, so I think it's unfair to rate it. So I'm just going to leave mine out of it. I I gave it three just because I thought it was – it didn't blow me away, but I still enjoyed the match. So I liked it. It just wasn't, like, mind-blowing. Like, both the women, you could – both both women. Both sets of women, you could tell, like, were – really trying to do their best and um it was a hard-hitting match like it it didn't it didn't look like you know it didn't look like it just didn't look like crap it looked really good like some of the spots were like alexa doing the twisted bliss on top of kari sane who was on who was pinning nikki cross that looked really like ooh, maybe cringe when Kari slammed. I think it was Kari Sane who slammed Alexa Bliss head 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 into the mat, and so there's a lot of things that I like. It looked like you know they were giving it their all and trying to put on a good show, but I I mean it didn't wasn't like five star quality, but it was it was a good match. I enjoyed it. It did what it was supposed to do. It just didn't blow my mind, so I gave it three stars. Yeah. What about you, Jeremy? Three. Yeah. So pretty much. Almost in agreement. Yeah, I, so oh. I was not a particularly exciting match. And yeah, so I think that's what how a lot of these matches were for me, at least, especially the next match, whereas Baron Corbin versus uh, Elias, where, good God, I'm so tired of Baron Corbin. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I almost left <laughs> I'm the room. So tired of him. Yeah, it's like definitely like it, it's pretty bad. Whenever they used to say the piss breaks were like the women's matches, like back in the day, because they would be like doing like four minute matches and stuff like that. And now this is the pee break. It's like I still think that it's hilarious because Baron Corbin does his job well as a heel, like where he like yells at people. Like, especially Michael Cole and stuff, but it's like, I'm so tired of his thing, especially I was ready for the feud between him and Roman ended, because, I mean, I barely even am watching this stuff, but it's like, he hasn't done anything to his character to change it at all. Yeah, so so it's getting really stale. Yeah, it's like when Michael Cole was a heel bad. Like, he was just bad at commentary, and then he was a heel, and then it just made it so much worse because he was a heel, and you heard him all the time, and that's pretty much what Baron Corbin is to me right now. And I used to love Baron Corbin when he first started. Yeah, but, like, now it's just, like, boring. It's just, like, what are you doing, man? Like, none of this makes any sense. You're just, like... Oh, I'm the king, and that's it. Like, that's the whole thing to the angle is like, I'm a bit of a dick and I wear a crown. That's the like, yeah, I'm... and I'm better than you. And there's like a million times other wrestlers that are better th- at that gimmick. Mm-hmm. I hate the whole I won King of the Rings, so I'm the king because it's played out. It, I mean, I. I I, I didn't watch wrestling as much as you guys did. I didn't get started with until r- around WrestleMania 14 leading into that. And 
like the King Booker. And then there was and then like uh, uh, Wade Barrett did it, but I, I didn't watch a much at that time. So I think he was just like King Barrett or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then well, from what Cor- I hear about the Wade Barrett thing, sorry to cut you off, but like from what I hear that the Bad News Barrett thing was starting to get over. So then they did the King Barrett thing to like squash that to keep him as a heel. But I, and heard, I was like, that is so dumb. But I heard his King Barrett thing got over too. I heard someone talking about that. I thought about the, the, the yeah, and it's thing. so sad about Elias too because it's like they don't even know like if they want to push him as a face or a heel or not. So they just kind of throw him in this position. Yeah, I. And I was trying to figure out what they were going to give to Baron Corbin. And then, like, a week before, I was like, oh, so it's a Raw match. Thank you. So I wasn't interested in this match at all. (laughs) I didn't take any notes in this match because as much as I love Elias, and I do think Elias deserves, like, a decent push and whatnot, I just can't get behind this match. Um, I give it, like, a star. But that's only because I like Elias. Elias gets the star. <laughs> I didn't really think this was much a match. I d- this is like one of the few times I'll agree that this was like a Raw match or Smack. Well, actually, this would be a SmackDown match because that's the SmackDown superstars. But yeah, but the- really at the same time, that's like both. <laughs> it's it's like it wasn't it wasn't anything you know it's nothing to write home about like they say, and so. I just, um, I just, I didn't care. To be honest with you, I didn't care for this match. I barely paid attention to it. <laughs> and, yeah. And um, there was much better matches on the card. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, so, Steven? I was going to say this is a two. Like, I wouldn't say it's a one because it was kind of entertaining, but most of the entertaining stuff was on the Elias side because Baron Corbin is just this whole gimmick is getting old. Like, and I'm, and I'm just a guy that watches the pay-per-views. I'm not even watching Raw and SmackDown and it's getting old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just God awful. That's exactly how I feel. Cause I, I don't what, well, now that I'm working from home, it's different. But when I was working and driving an hour to and from work, I'd get home and it's not, you know, by the time I get home, Raw's already like an hour and a half in or something like that. The line or two hours in and SmackDown would be over because I get off at right now. I'd get off at nine and get home at 10. So I really just kind of miss everything. So I just watch the pay-per-views because that's something we all have done together since WrestleMania 30. And, and even I'm tired of the King Gorb. Corbin gimmick. I like Baron Corbin as a heel. I think he's a good heel. I just think he needs a refresh. It's kind of getting stale. And this they need is- to quit making these people do the same matches and cutting the same promos that don't sound like they are like different characters. It just sounds like the same people from front to back. Somebody just needs to whip Baron Corbin's friggin' crown into the ocean or something. <laughs> so he never can do that crap again. Because that's terrible. Yeah, but Josh hit the nail on the head. I mean, 
for guys that do watch Raw and SmackDown, it's the same matches over and over and over again. I don't know how many times we've seen. I mean, for a while there, we Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins was on Raw every week for you know three or four weeks, and then now or with AOP and Samoa Joe, and then it became just them two, and they had another match tonight. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. it's like, you know, it, it'd be nice if they started pulling other people, you know, not showing the same people over and over yeah. again. Like yeah, and they have like 200-plus people on their roster, and they're only showing the same like 10. Yeah. But – uh. Like- let guys rest by sh- having other people on the show. You're, you're there like was like hours now. Like this is something I heard on Wrestling with Regret like years ago, and he proposed like doing an on season, off season, where you had some months where it was like one group of wrestlers, and then they wrestle for a time, and then you they take a break. And then the other wrestlers wrestle for a time. Yeah, well, it makes them and keep from getting injured so quick. Yeah. And so I actually think that's a great idea because I am tired of seeing all the same people. And just like I said earlier, I'm like Steven. I just watch the pay-per-views. But when I see the pay-per-views and it doesn't seem like there's any anything fresh going on, it's then it kind of just bums me, me out. Like, watch it. Yeah. It makes you not yeah. want to watch it and, still the same <laughs> i feel like i'm not missing raw or smackdown because i'm seeing the stuff at the pay-per-view instead of seeing something fresh now i understand they have to build storylines and stuff and we'll talk more about that when we talk about the main event but i but build it with different people now i love kevin owens and we'll talk yeah. more about him and well i guess we might as well get into the next match anyway so this is the was it the ladder match? Uh, no, it, I think it was actually Shayna Blazler oh. versus uh, uh, Becky versus Lynch. Becky yeah, Lynch, was, yeah. yeah. Becky Lynch and because Shayna we were shocked that it came on so early, and then uh, mostly because they were kind of hyping it up as like the second like main event type of thing, or yeah. at least that's what I thought. But and it was like they, in the middle. Yeah, and then it was just like. It was a letdown for me because they've been pushing Becky to the moon and they needed to do something different with Becky and yet they didn't. (laughs) Yeah. It was like like they had no faith in Shayna at all. (laughs) I know. It's like I turned my head away for a second and then the match was done and I was like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. And they've been doing that a lot. A lot. Like the past few pay per views, it's like either a roll up or like a shock victory where I'm just like, what the fuck? It already ended. Yeah, I don't. I. It was it was really short of a match. I, as much as I don't really care for, I don't really care for Shayna Baszler, but. I do, I do think they should have had her win this match. Um, I love Becky, and but Becky's held the belt for like almost a year now, if not slightly over. I think is what they said. Yeah, because because yeah, she held it from WrestleMania to WrestleMania, which is a good feat in of itself, and I think it's made Becky look really strong. 
And I think even after, even if she loses, I still think her calling herself the man isn't going to like ruin that character because she's been built up that she could take a loss now and then. It's like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Steve Steve Austin didn't win every match he was in, but he was still a badass. Yep. And and so I think her character's now been built up to where she could take a loss or two. So I think this should have been Shayna Baszler's night, her WrestleMania moment. Now they're probably going to have her drop it to Shayna Baszler at SummerSlam or because they need a market. Month, it will be like some so, weird one where you didn't expect it to happen. That too, but even if um. But even then, that's even if they have a pay-per-view next year or next yeah. month. Yeah, and it seems like the way that they've been going is that they haven't been putting that much faith into some of their talent, like Shayna and a few others. But yeah, uh, That's kind of sad. So what did you guys think of the match? Because like, I thought it was okay. I mean, like, I, lo- I love Shayna's wrestling the way that she does her wrestling most of the time because it's very MMA like infused. But sometimes it could get a little boring because it's like one dimensional. Like she doesn't do anything like super crazy or nothing. But but I like the whole trying to break your arm thing, like how she tries to bend the arm and whatever and break it backwards, even though that doesn't make sense how it would break that way. But whatever. And uh, certain moves, it makes sense with what she does. So I dig that. And especially, I like how she acts like she's the cock of the walk. And she's, like, huge as fuck. And she's like, I could ruin all of you and, and at any given time. And that's why I thought that this whole thing was crap. Because the Elimination Chamber, they built her up so, so huge. And then they didn't do jack shit. Yeah, like it made no sense. I, yeah, I like how the match started because it was like they both were going at it heavily, but I really didn't like how it ended. So I'm going to probably do this a two star or two. Yeah. Just because as a fan, I really didn't enjoy it. And even though I, I love Becky Lynch, and but I really think I would have given the win to Shayna Baszler because it would have built her up. And, made her look strong, especially coming off Elimination Chamber yeah. instead of making her look weak I, um, I at the end. I was expecting like a knockdown, drag out, and if basically if Becky won, it was going to be by the skin of her teeth and because mm-hmm. she's tactically a great wrestler, and even though Shayna's great at MMA, she's not awesome in the ring, if you know what I mean? Like, like she just out... Uh, like tactically outwitted her and not necessarily like kick the crap out of her, you know? And that's why this is a two. Yeah, it's a two for me. Yeah, me too. I wanted more of this match. And like I said, I love Becky. I they just I, need to drop think, the belt on somebody else. And it it's stupid knowing that they didn't do it on Shayna. But I think Shayna should have gotten the victory here because it felt like that's what they were building to yeah. was Becky to go was Becky to go WrestleMania to WrestleMania and then they just like did a swerve. I mean you never know. They could do a thing where like they get into a rematch tomorrow night or like on Monday or something and then she drops it then. So I mean they could just do anything, but it was just disappointing. 
So, Jeremy, what about you? Uh, pretty much the same with you guys. Like I said earlier, um, this was a common theme. This match did not go very long, which I was kind of shocked considering that both of these individuals can go longer than they did. Yeah. Um, and then the, the ending was just out of nowhere um, with um, the roll-up, the kind of half, what was it, like almost like a half Charlotte Flair move, right? Kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and then, you know, it, my opinion on Becky is that she's running, in my opinion, she's running kind of stale. And I don't really grasp the addition of the semi-truck. I, yeah. I, I don't really get the point of it. Um, it doesn't really integrate well in my opinion, with her character. Um, yeah. You know, with Stone Cold, he would just grab different trucks and drive them in. But mm-hmm. now she's got this semi with her face on it. It almost makes her look kind of egotistical. And uh, I don't know. Uh, I still, And then I don't like the, you know, and I know that's not talking about WrestleMania, but kind of factors in why I feel that she's growing stale is just her promos are kind of anyways lackluster in my opinion I don't know I'm kind of growing to the point where I don't know why they're pushing her right now anymore because she's not doing she's not doing anything special that I see that would drive it um so yeah as far as this match goes it was a two it could have been way better than that uh, yeah, if they actually gave it some proper build-up yeah. and time. Well, they had plenty of build-up, I think. I think where they ran into problems was the length of the match. They they didn't give it yeah. the proper due as far as... It should have drag-out. And it also should have probably mm-hmm. been later in the card instead of right in the middle. Uh, yeah. I think the... Well, we'll talk about it later, but there's another match that was... Could have been they could have flip flopped the the two of them, and it would have been better, I think, for the overall card. Yeah, but uh, I guess we'll start talking about the tag team match that wasn't a tag team match now, then, because it seems like everybody was in quarantine, you know, because the COVID is going on. So uh, then it was John Morrison versus Kofi Kingston versus I can't remember if it was Jimmy or Jay so Jimmy I always get mixed around it was Jimmy most of the time oh okay so like most of the time I always get it mixed around but anyway this is probably the match of the night for me except for like one other match just because it was more a spectacle than anything else but this was probably the best match just because I always love matter ladder matches anyway and then most of the guys that were in there have done plenty of them. So, like, they, of course, have to do, like, a bunch of cool spots. Like, I like the whole uh, Kofi going between the ladder and then both Jimmy and uh, John Morrison grabbed Kofi and slammed him down. I thought that was cool. <laughs> yeah, when they tossed him out of the ring. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I like when they subvert expectations like that because they made it seem like Kofi was just going to take them both out. And then they're like, doop, out of the ring. And it's like, great. 
yeah, like I love ladder matches, like because every time they pull out a ladder and it's like, oop, they're setting that up over there. Let's see what they're gonna do with that. There's just so much that's like built up in my head, going, "Where's this going? Oh, where's that going? Ooh, they put that over there. This is gonna be bad." And it always turns out awesome. <laughs> uh, kind of lost Stephen for a second there. Yeah, and I can I, t- I could tell you for from my perspective, like jo- like you said, Josh, this was my second favorite yeah. of the night. Yeah, this um, is match number two for me. And uh it was match number two for me. You know, the simple fact is is that for one and this was a difference. This was probably the one mat one of the two matches and the two favorite matches I had tonight that I think the time of the match was perfect. I think yeah. this one got length of it. Yeah, yeah I think this it one It seemed like this was the longest match too, other than uh the last one. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. The the two that we enjoyed the most they went got the room to breathe, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So with this one, you know, there was and and the interesting part is the build up for these was not the way the match ended up. But because of the type of match it is and the individuals that were in the match, yeah, it worked. Because, yeah. like you said, Josh, the uh, individuals that were in it have been in them before. Yeah. So, yeah. I, and I actually uh, really like this movie. movie? I'm yeah. really sorry, this match. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'm exhausted. I've been up and off and on since like 7 a.m. Um, I actually really like this match. If you're going to have a ladder match, then you have to have the Usos and the New Day in it because you need the Usos and Kofi Kingston. And you know they're going to put on an awesome match. And the same with John Morrison. You know he's going to perform too because he's parkour. So he's going to run around like... Yeah, he's going to parkour, parkour, and um jump around so like i think this match was like a really that's why it was so entertaining you had three really good spot makers in this match and they did their job and they did it well i would have to say this was like four stars um for me i enjoyed every bit of it i told you all when we watched the match if you're going to do a match this is who you need to be in it because you know you know they're going to hit their spots uh, Kofi's always going to do something creative, like when he climbed up the middle of the ladder. Um, the only thing I wish would have been different was the ending, even though I, I am kind of glad Morrison won. Um, I was I thought they were going to do something where, like, the like the Uso – because I can never tell if it's Jimmy or Jay, and I feel really bad about that. But I don't remember who they said. I guess it was Jay. Was Maybe it they Jimmy or Jay? Twins, um, Jimmy. Oh yeah, they're twins. <laughs> oh shit, I got Jimmy, it wrong okay. too. <laughs> Jimmy Uso. I thought it was the tag team match. It Is it Jay? It was the Intercontinental Championship between uh, Sami Zayn and Daniel Bryan first. Oopsie. But, oh, we'll but talk anyway, about that yeah, one next. Like the, the match anyway, was awesome. Was it? Was it Jimmy? Was it Jimmy uh, Uso? It was Jimmy, I know that. Yeah. Okay, so like Jimmy Uso, like. I was what I how I wanted it to end is I wanted him and Kofi to each grab a belt and they had to be a tag team for a little bit. I thought that would have been interesting, and then maybe you know, like um, think that they would have to have though. some match in the I future. I was just gonna say I don't think WWE is that smart. 
because that would have been an interesting twist because you have these two teams that put on these great matches together when they go at each other. And now, now Kofi and Jimmy have to defend it against maybe Biggie and Jay or something like that. Like, especially if you wanted to be different, you know, like uh, instead of doing the, the new day versus the Usos again, like a million times. Yeah. If if they would have done it where Jimmy Uso and Kofi were the tag team champions. Yeah. And, and they were and like, it's like, how are they going to work together? Yeah, they work exactly. Together doing that well. And then it's like, oh, this is wow. Yeah, that would be like a lot really better than. Yeah, that would be a lot better than what I mean. I definitely think the that Miz and John Morrison should have went over anyway, because like we need somebody different other than who they have like as and like i don't want to see usos and new day like be champions over and over again i definitely think that there's got to be new blood in there somewhere yeah somebody else because there's a lot of good tag teams over there i wish that they would just highlight them but uh gold so yeah ftr oh we gotta talk about that on another day but uh what's it called um I definitely think that it was like a four star match, probably, just because yeah, I definitely thought that it was star. the best of the night. It could, like I've seen a lot better though, but still, it was just it was the best for the WrestleMania that's uh, so far. That's definitely yeah. for sure. And ladder matches are fun, man. That's you can't really say anything other than ladder matches are fun as shit. That's one reason why I miss like seeing the Money yeah. in the Bank matches on WrestleMania because that used to be the highlight of my year yeah. every time. And now, like, they do it a little bit, especially, like, whenever they did them on WrestleMania, it was, like, more at stake, and it felt like, I don't know, it just felt there was different like more than it is now. It. Especially now, they're kind of giving it to more main eventers. It felt like, to me, the Money in the Bank one was for the people that weren't, they didn't have the highest hopes of pushing yeah, that. Like, it's like yeah. Daniel Bryan and shit. You kind of got this feeling where they weren't like trying to push him to the moon or not. And that's why they always had the WWE belt, but then like the World Heavyweight Championship on SmackDown was like the least favored one. So most of the ones that won from Money in the Bank won the World Heavyweight Championship. Not all of them did, but most of them were like always on SmackDown. Like CM Punk was on SmackDown for his first reign. I think Daniel Bryan was on SmackDown for his first reign. So it was like testing the waters. Same with Jack Swagger. He was on SmackDown too, I think, at the time. But um, like it was like testing the waters to find out if they could handle the pressure of doing it. And now it's just like, um, okay, we just have like Randy Orton wins. You know, it's like people that we see win all the time. It's like Seamus winning. Don't give a fuck because he's already won, like, the championship, like, five times. It's better for, like, the up-and-comers to, like, get the championship belt. Yeah, the guys that don't get number one contenders match and shit like that. It's like, oh, dude, wow. Like Rusev. Rusev, Rusev, Zorro, them motherfuckers need to end up having the damn money in the bank championship match you know that's what Mm -hmm. needs to happen 
But anyway, I'm going off on a tirade. That's why I like I like the ladder matches. So like every time, whenever they do the ladder matches, they're always good. So I think everybody talked about everything. So now I'll just move on. I to don't the, think I don't think Jeremy gave a rating, did he? Oh, I think I did no, not give a rating. I just talked about it, but it'll be a four for me as well. But it was not my favorite of the night. Oh yeah, it was it yeah. when it happened, but then there's something else happened. <laughs> and I don't think it was the. I don't think that one was anybody's least favorite match of the night. Mm-hmm. But we'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So, but, uh, I guess match, right? I guess knowing that we went out of place, now we'll talk about the Daniel Bryan versus uh, Sami Zayn match. I'm so thrilled knowing that Sami Zayn is like intercontinental champion though, because he deserved it. Like I, I think he's he should have been champion a lot sooner than he was. I think that I talked about this the last podcast too. Yeah, we just talked about how it was a stupid way for him to get it. Yeah. But I'm glad that he got it. But yeah, and then like this was like a decent match. I mean, like they're both hell of a worker. I wish that they gave them more time to like do some crazy shit though. I know that Daniel Bryan has like neck problems and shit, but like it's like I don't know. They didn't get a give it enough time and they could have done some crazy shit and did yeah. like a lot better out of this match than what they got. And this one seemed very low stakes, like yeah, not a whole lot going into it. Like it didn't have room to breathe. It wasn't like oh no, th- th- there's going to be some impact there. It was just kind of like oh here's a match. Yeah, I wasn't feeling this match as much as I love D. Bry. I love both of them. <laughs> as much as I love Daniel Bryan, and like- I, I like them both too. Um, Sami Zayn with his uh, Fidel Castro outfit uh, being the liberator. And I I wanted more from this match and I agree with Steven. It didn't have time to breathe. Uh, it felt like it was just hastily put together, which I think is a disservice to both competitors. This is something that had potential to be like a that to blow the roof off and stuff like that, this would have been a great match because we know both men can go and both men are super talented. Uh, I'd probably give this one, I'll be honest with you, I don't remember much of this match because I feel like it was so uneventful. Uh, yeah. Does that make it no, the I only agree. one that feels that way? The, um, like, the sad thing most I, of the card was. Nothing and this is where I was me. saying it was odd because, you know, for the most part, you had where. Like I was saying earlier, you had a bunch that we keep rehashing the same shit over and over again, like Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens, and then uh, these others, right? Becky Becky Lynch, not really, because they haven't faced Baszler before, but like the, um, what was I getting at? The, uh, with the, uh, there were a couple of matches that's like they came out of nowhere, and this one was one of them. Uh, the other one was the Elias and uh, King Corbin match. It was like they feuded for a week, and all of a sudden they had a match at WrestleMania. Which is, yeah. And it like, seemed the same way with this one. There was no – and you guys kind of said it. There was no buildup for this. The, this one, I didn't even know until today was even on the card, and I watched SmackDown and Raw every week, and I don't know if I missed it. 
just like, okay, or, they say this was But it was that. like all of a sudden Daniel Bryan's facing Sami Zayn when they didn't even feud before. Yeah. Well, that's why, that's why uh, this match reminded me of what they did last year, or not not last year, but the year before. Like, the main event where they were like, oh, it's a dream match between Shinsuke and AJ. And then they gave it, like, ten minutes. Yeah, and I like, think one of the issues was, and they ran into this in a lot of things, was that because of this pandemic, right, they lost people. And I think their probably original plans going into WrestleMania were fucked up because... People were dropped. I mean, I know, you know, we haven't talked about it yet, but the championship match was a big one. You know, Goldberg's match. I mean, Roman was, you know, we've known for months that Roman was going to get the title. But because of this pandemic, he dropped out. So then that changed everything. Well, the Miz match got messed up because of him being held out and, there's a lot of people that weren't on the card tonight because of that. I think, and some of the people just didn't want to wrestle because they didn't want to like take the chance of getting sick, which I could totally understand that. And they but, split it into two. But if they're so gonna do something, contact. yeah, it would be understandable if they're gonna do something. You know, like you gotta still do WrestleMania. I could understand that. I don't agree with the people that are saying oh yeah it shouldn't happen this and that no you should get your mind off of shit and you should be able to get these people to be able to do a show if they feel like doing a show you should be able to do whatever you feel like doing like the main thing is I think it should have gone like especially when you have all this time you got two nights to do all this shit you could do a little bit like more for your time yeah and I mean, on certain matches, WrestleMania so why you do it is, on this match? is being done in the performance center and shown on WWE Network. They can literally make it as long as they fucking want to. <laughs> because yeah, they and the supposedly it was pre-taped too. So it's like if they would have botched anything or like something super bad, they could have just re-taped it. Yeah, edit but, the shit out. <sighs> So yeah, like I mean, like the I think the right person went over to a degree. I definitely don't know what they're going to be doing with Daniel Bryan after. I have no idea. I I have no idea what they're planning to do. But like, I like the Sami Zayn thing. I just think that it came at the wrong time. I think if they would have and had Kevin Owens have this belt like two years ago, have the ICU belt. Like, you remember when he was feuding with AJ? It's like over the United States Championship. If they would have done the same thing with their feud and had it with the Intercontinental belt between it, it would have had so much more going for itself than this match did. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think that I just didn't really care for it. I love both guys, but uh, they got to do something to get me invested. Mm-hmm. And it didn't put me and uh, get me invested in it. That's why I ain't even gonna give it a rating. Dang, you're just like, nope. Uh, yeah, dang, that's what I'm wow. saying. I I feel I... bad about it, but that's just how it is. <laughs> I don't remember much about this match. Uh, one because I'm super exhausted at this time of night because it's almost one a.m. for me and I'm old. 
but two, there just was nothing in my mind that stood out from this match. And there's nothing like it's nothing to write home about, like in which sucks because it does a disservice to Daniel Bryan and to Sami Zayn. Like, I don't like the fact that Sami Zayn's in a stable with two other uh, inter- uh, foreign people. So they're bad guys or the tr- foreign heel trope because um, he's Canadian and of Syrian descent. Then you have Shinsuke Nakamura and then you have Cesaro. It's like, I, I, I feel like I'm glad they put the title on Sammy. I'm going to be honest with you. I thought they were going to yeah. put it on Brian tonight. Uh, but it's probably not a bad call that Daniel Bryan lost. But if they built this feud and they have, because we also have to figure out what's going to happen with the, with the COVID-19 because how that's going to impact the next couple of pay-per-views. But I would love to see them have a rematch at SummerSlam or Survivor Series where maybe Daniel Bryan gets the belt. Because at least give Sami Zayn a decent run with it before you strip it from him. Uh, take it off of him. Like, give him a chance to build as a champion. I I give it two stars. I mean, I'm just going to give it because of only it gets two stars because of the respect I have for both men. Uh, and under, trying to be understanding to WWE during this plight that we're all in. But other than that, um, it's it's more of a pity. It's a pity it's a pity it's a pity rating and i feel bad because both men deserve more and i think if they had had a chance to have this in the actual stadium where they planned then i think it would have been a better match yeah i was going to give it two stars as well because one star for daniel bryan one star for sammy zayn cuz i love both of those dudes pretty and, much uh, that's all i can really say cuz it wasn't a great match Uh, what's the next match? Was Are it the uh, Kevin Owens match? And... No. Every time? Yeah. yeah, you guys oh, keep sorry. doing that to sorry. me. Uh... <laughs> I'm keeping sorry. track and you motherfuckers <laughs> keep doing that. Yeah, it's, uh... but the funny thing is, is I'm not going to give anything differently than you guys did. Um, two stars, but it's not one for one and one for the other one. It's just two stars. I... <laughs> I don't like Sami Zayn. I, I never really have. But I one thing that frustrates me with these bookings is Sami Zayn didn't wrestle for a long time. And then all of a sudden, his first match back, he wins a belt. Yeah. The first time he's ever won one, but at the same time, he won. And then, yeah. and then he... Uh, uh-huh. Like basically, it seems like he didn't have to fight for it. it yeah, and then like, he defended. Well, and then he defended it against Daniel Bryan. But at the same time, there's a reason Daniel Bryan didn't win. Is that he's probably going to go on a break right now? You know, with this COVID thing, with Bella uh, Bree being pregnant, um, yep. they probably don't want. He probably doesn't want to be out as you know too much. But we'll see if he shows up on SmackDown a lot afterwards. But I have a feeling for the time being, we won't see him for a little bit. And he, I've heard rumors he wants to transition to part-time anyway, which well, probably deserved in his case because anyway. he does have his health to worry about. 
Well, he yeah. also has to worry about his health. But uh, what's it called? So, okay, so the next thing before the Sammy and Kevin thing, I just have to mention that they did the Sammy 24/7. And Kevin, yeah, or Sammy and uh, or <laughs> Kevin and uh, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. Damn it! Man, Shoot, uh, I thought we already talked about that one. Who uh, host the show? And, I know. <laughs> but anyway, geez, sorry, geez, I'm getting all flustered and shit. Jeez. But uh, about the twenty four seven championship where they had our truth came out and then it looked like Gronk was going to win it, but then of course it went back to. Uh, freaking hype man over there and he won the title from him so it seemed like that was just an extra thing that they just threw in they were like oh okay we'll just end up doing it with we the 24-7 seven championship seven. yeah so so then it went into the uh, Seth and Kevin Owens match and Why does I thought it, sound it was like somebody's good. punching a bird I know it sounds like birds talking are you hearing you're hearing uh Aiden's guinea pig again. Ah. But uh, what's it going? So this was cool, even though that and Seth came out like the white tank, uh, like if he was the white tiger Power Ranger, but like a religious version of it. <laughs> like, hey, guys. But, you know, that's hilarious. You from a Latter-day Saint. You picked up the guinea pig, but you had a problem hearing me. And yeah, I'm sitting right next to the mic. Now you're you got loud like halfway through the podcast, <laughs> but for the first half you were just like barely there. I don't understand it, but let's keep moving. But anyway, <laughs> I still thought those was cool. I mean, I definitely don't think that they should have ended it at first with a false finish or whatever, where uh, Seth hit. Kevin with uh, whatever he had. Oh, I was about to be pissed that they were going to end the match that way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like real dumb. But I liked how Kevin was like, "You need to focus, restart this shit." Blah blah blah. You're not going to. But that elbow drop, though, that elbow drop was like the best part of the night. (laughs) Off the stage, wrestling wise. Yeah. Yeah. How about this for wrestling? Wrestling wise, that was the best part. They had to (laughs) knock the wind out of Seth. He wasn't acting. Yeah, oh, he was yeah. acting it like it hurt. Like it. Yeah. And I think it hurt uh, Kevin Owens' back, too, but still, that was pretty cool, though. Yeah. He's the only well, one that, that really was the best part him. of it. Yeah. I actually like this match, um, even though I did not agree with the false finish. I mean, I'm glad it was a false finish because I think that I think the crowd would have if there had been a crowd, Dude, they would have like crazy burned the place down. Yeah, yeah they would have put the shit out of it. But um, I mean, this was an average, okay match. Um, I I really feel like, I mean, I'm getting tired of Seth Rollins to be honest with you, and I really don't care for the whole Monday Night Messiah gimmick. I'm just gonna be honest with that. But um, I love Kevin Owens. I think Kevin Owens is the closest thing to Stone Cold that we have in this era, Um, even though, I mean, he does the stunner for one. And two, I just think his character, um, I wouldn't say he's like a copy of Stone Cold. I'm not trying to say that. I'm just saying his, uh, like, he's not a copy of Stone Cold. But what he's doing works in the same vein. Sincere without, like, 
you cut he comes across the way that he sounds like he does in his promos like where you where you think and believe yeah, he, that this is who he is yeah that's and that's why yeah, like he, he, and that's why his whole shtick works it's like some of the people like whenever they do their promos it sounds like they're full of shit yeah and then, like Seth Rollins. And then you hear like Kevin Owens' <laughs> promo and it sounds like he's fucking for real about it. Yeah. It's like even if, even especially one of the masters of it, Paul Heyman, no matter what he talks about, even if he's talking about fucking Brock Lesnar like jerking his dick off all the time, he's gonna fucking make it sound brilliant trying to put him and sometimes even the guy that he's going against over like as the a beast, a literal beast, or whatever. So, like, you have to be sincere about it, and that's one of what you believe about Kevin Owens, and I think that's one reason why people are getting behind him. And that's why I think a lot of the reasons why they had to turn Seth heel was because of that. It's because everybody was hearing shit from Seth Rollins, and it sounded like he was coming off as a douche. Someone eating again? Probably because he's a douche. I mean, well, probably that's because how, he's a like, douche. That's why um, <laughs> Randy Orton plays such a good heel is because he's a fucking douche. He's the best heel in the business. Uh, yeah, that that dude should never Randy be a face. Orton? Yeah, because when he's a face, it sounds so disingenuous. I like he's full of shit, but then he's a heel, and it's like, oh my god, yeah. this guy is an asshole. But the, the the interesting thing though about Orton, I know he wasn't on the card tonight, is like, but you've seen how many times he's he's broken like kayfabe to like comfort Shane McMahon's son. So he's not. I don't think he's a total dick. I think he's just he's kind of an asshole, but he cranks it to eleven. And they always say the best your the best character for you is yeah. you cranked to eleven. And I like, think that's why the Kevin Owens think, thing works is because I, that's who he is. Like because you see, because you see, on I think Twitter, that's who he is. Like every time, whenever he's on Twitter, it's not like sure he'll like make fun of like certain people that are bashing him a lot of the time. But most of his shit is all about his kids, all about his family, all this like about people that he's checking out, like Celine Dion or some shit. Like most of it, like his whole main shtick is that he. And care, uh, he's one hundred percent about himself and his family, right? So that's why his shit works. Like Seth Rollins just does whatever he wants or says whatever he wants all the time, and that's what gets him into trouble. Yeah, um, Seth Rollins comes across as an asshole in real life, and so that's why he is I an asshole he's... in real life. Pro- I don't I think, think he, he could be an asshole, way. but I think that and... he could just have douchey moments that he shouldn't be saying, especially on Twitter where it's a live platform. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't, th- I don't think he should be saying some shit that he's been saying, especially if you want to make sure that nobody's going to give you shit in this day and age. Where yeah, you're like, rating this match or what? Yeah, I'll say like a three no, uh, or a two and a half, something like that. I. I'll probably do two and a half. Like I love Kevin Owens, but again, 
I don't have many memories of this match. Like nothing stuck out to me. Like I should have been, I tried to take notes during the pay-per-view during WrestleMania, but some of the matches I was into some of the other matches I wasn't. And I love Kevin Owens. I'm glad he won, but I missed the ending. So I don't even know how he won. Cause I think I had to turn my head or I did yeah. stunner. He did. Well, and he did the elbow drop. Um, which I'm the main glad thing. They... He t- uh, jumped off the sign. Well, Elbow yeah, dropped then, uh, like, him through the announce table, but then he ended it with a stunner. Yeah. Okay, so I I do like that. Um, I do like they're protecting the stunner because I think that would do a disservice to Stone Cold if they didn't. Um, but I like I like Kevin Owens. I, I said two and a half. I'm actually going to up it to three. It wasn't the worst match on the card. Uh, that belongs to the uh, Baron Corbin yep. Elias. So either that or like match. Because but anyway, whatever. Um, even the the match we're going to probably talk about next, which I think is next on the card. Um, I didn't really hate that as much as I hated the the Baron Corbin match. Like I really just checked out during that match. But all right, but Jeremy, dipped. how about you? So they don't forget. How about you go, Jeremy? Um, I'll give this one a three. I and mainly it was all Kevin Owens for me in this match. The Seth Rollins to me didn't do a whole hell of a lot. Not you know, and the funny thing is normally he does a lot more in the matches, but I felt that and again this was one of those things where the amount of time they had. I mean, a good vast majority of it was uh cut halfway when they did the whole disqualification thing. But the remainder yep. of it was pretty much all Kevin Owens, which was nice. Yeah, you know he he did the it, he did the huge ended the feud if they wanted to end the feud. Yeah, but let's see if they actually end the damn thing because uh, they yeah. have not had a history of doing that. It, it's going to continue yeah. on Raw for the next six months. Yeah, I was. Uh, I but was, again, even this one. With the amount of buildup and everything else, and as many times as they've fought, this match wasn't even that long. Yeah, it wasn't. So it was like, you know, but, you know, when we talk about the next match, you know, this match, the next match actually was appropriate for who was in it. Yeah. Well, I figured that that, the the next match, which was, I I guess I might as well. Did you already leave your writing? I didn't do my writing, man. Are you no, just that's what I'm saying. I was mentioning it. it. Hey, did I mention that? Just go anyway, ahead. I was, Douche. I, part of me wanted to give it a three and a half, but I'm going to go with a three because basically before the false finish, it would have been a, like if that finish was the way it finished, it would have been a one, like hardcore one. But with them coming back, if it was a little bit speedier coming back to the ring, it would have been more, but solid three i i really like kevin owens don't really like seth rollins just because his gimmick's kind of like okay what the hell does that even mean like (laughs) but that's it we can move on to the next match yeah the next match uh was goldberg versus braun Strowman. And this came a little bit too, like, okay, so I knew this match wasn't going to take long anyway, uh, because Goldberg matches never fucking take long. 
I mean, they don't really necessarily have it's to. It's like Brock, you know, they get five minutes and they get a million dollars a minute. Yeah. And, uh, but <laughs> the right person went over, though. I, I definitely think that, like, that's I would, the saving grace. Like, I much rather care about this match the way that it is rather than Roman winning it again. for the first time. And then him having it for a fucking year. I would much rather Braun have it for like even a couple of months rather than Roman having it for like two years. But now they need to use Strowman winning as a catapult to really him go through the roster and destroy. I mean, start pulling down sets and shit again, pushing over trucks. I mean, that's (laughs) why they ever went away from that. It's like they started it and they faced Brock and then all of a sudden he lost and then they stopped doing shit like that. Yeah. That was when Raw was the most entertaining was when Braun was running through LED screens. Yeah, um, when he was pulling down sets. (laughs) When he was just wrecking house the whole time. And now, you know, he's just another person on the SmackDown roster. Yeah, he's just a big dude. And that's it. So. It's like, what, what are you doing? But again, this was another one that they were kind of forced into. I don't even think they would have even done this if Roman uh, didn't back out. No. And I and honestly, this was probably the match that should have happened a long time ago. Yeah, this yeah. would have been Roman versus Goldberg, Spear versus Spear, and who knows where they would have taken it. They would have probably done the about the same match where it was like six spears between them all. And then eventually Roman was gonna just Superman punch him. But you know the the thing I have with that, or like the way to they went that way with it though, is I still don't feel that it's believable that Roman can take six spears. No, I can believe that. Yeah, I can believe Braun could take six spears though. Yeah. I mean, he well, yeah, the motherfucker match. is huge. Yeah, I mean, like, especially the way that they built him up, they put him in a damn fucking trash can mm-hmm. or trash a, truck. <laughs> yeah, a, yeah, trash truck, and then he sat in it for kayfabe reasons for like a week, and then you're trying to tell me he outlived that shit, getting <laughs> not crushed in it, <laughs> and everything else, and then he's put down, pushing down girders. And slamming down trucks and pushing them over, throwing the uh, damn ambulances over, and then you're trying to tell me he's beat and getting beaten up by like two F fives. Come on, man! Or, or three no, uh, like if dudes? we're oh, if we're like, trying to keep really? kayfabe alive, come on, bro! Come on, bro! The strongest person on the roster right now, close to the fiend. Has to be Braun. Those are the two strongest that they have yeah, on the roster, and yet they keep changing like, of the new guys, and they at keep least. changing the rules and for then, Braun. So it's like, yeah, he's because super they want to fit and the narrative not. for Brock, though. And then oh, you mean the fact that he lost the Intercontinental belt to Sami Zayn? Yeah, <laughs> three skinny. With, dudes, you know what have made out. a better yeah. impact? Him having both the Intercontinental belt and this one. <laughs> And then people trying to beat him all the time. Like, uh, oh, fuck, man. Like, I mean, it was good for what it was worth. So I got to say like a three or four just because I'm finally like happy knowing that Braun won the damn fucking belt. 
Yeah. I I give it a three. I would have given it more, but uh, basically it had to be like kind of a quick match. It was it was basically four spears, then four power slams, then it's over. It was like okay, moving on. I still I, think Braun needs a better finish. No, I'm just I get... it was there. It was very quick. It needed to be quick. I but it it like. It, it 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 was just an average match. It wasn't like it, oh man, this is really great. It was an average match. It the right person won. Goldberg can't go long distances. Uh, I think Braun and can carry God a match because they, they trying to have Goldberg trying to put him up for the jackhammer. Yeah. Well, they talk like, about you know the five moves of doom that John Cena has. Yeah. Goldberg has the two moves. Two. He's almost just like Brock. Brock has one move of Doom. Well, yeah. I guess you can call it two. The yeah. suplex and well, then he he's got the, the F5. Suplex so they're city. about the same. The only difference is, and is then the punch Brock doesn't do cardio. Yeah. Yeah, but if you knee him in the face accidentally like too hard, he'll punch you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because he did that to yeah. Braun and Braun shook like, it off like it was nothing. So <laughs> that tells you anything. I um, I give it a three. It was an average match. Uh, the right person won. Uh, four, four spears and four power slams. Like I said, Goldberg can't go long matches and he, even in his prime he couldn't go long matches. It, it would expose him too much as a one-trick pony. And that's nothing against Goldberg. I mean, Goldberg was never never pushed to be more than that in the scheme of things. Uh, back in WCW in the 90s, he was there for flash in the pan matches to get the crowd hyped up, and then it was over. Squatch matches, and then the match he had with William Regal in WCW on Nitro, was it? <laughs> yeah, because Goldberg didn't pair up Thunder. Nobody did. Subtle. Um, it's it, when he when he had the match with uh, with uh, Regal Goldberg. You could see that Goldberg has, you know, he's a one trick pony, and that's you know that's what he needed to be at the time. There's nothing wrong with that. But um, the right person won. I'm glad Braun, uh, Braun has the tro- title. I hope he holds it at least until SummerSlam, where he probably will to drop it to Roman unless they try to push it to some uh, survivor series or the rumble. Um, but I doubt he's going to be, they're going to probably treat him same, as a transitional champion, which sucks. But also at the same time, the title where you two years ago, push all your like undercard people, like anybody that you want to see, like get higher up, have him squash everyone. Like, I mean, like any of the mid and like buddy Murphy, Alistair Black, like any of them. And I love Alistair Black, but like in, in kayfabe reasons, like the only way Alistair Black would be able to do anything to him is if he like wore out his leg or like knocked him out like straight. And he would have to do like four or five like straight black masses to him. And I don't think that he could get up that high. But like that should be like how you do it for the next yeah, like few just months. Just make him while Roman is waiting. You just put 
all of them. You bring up people from NXT to go against them. You pull up anybody trying to get that exposure for your people and try to do something different. Yeah. You know that he's a face still. Try to push him as a fighting champion. Have him go into um, into doing what they did with R- Ryback, where they were doing like three on one squash matches, where there are three of them going against him, and he demolishes all of them. Try to do that shit. It, it would make a no brainer for the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like also at the it same would, time, but they probably won't. Reigns would come back. He would really have to try to take him down. He That's would have to like Superman punch. Yeah. Superman punch. Superman punch. Superman punch. Then he kind of knocks him to one knee, spears the shit out of him, and holy crap, he's down. Is he going to stay down? They Who could knows? also do like where it's a last man standing match. And like at one point, like Braun tries to throw him with the, hit him with the chair. And he spears him, like with, with the, chair the chair in his in hand, like in front of his stomach or something like that, and then takes him down that way. Or he could put actual, like metal into his shoulder or some shit, like to Lance like take him down that way, like to make it like and really a like a strong ending for Braun. landing on Braun, so he can't. Yeah, but that's why. <laughs> but anyway, that's beside. That's our future booking for shit. Anyway, so yeah, that's what we do. What about you, Jeremy? Sure. Uh, I'm gonna give this a three and a half. Again, this was the second match or the the third match, I guess I can call in the whole card that went for the amount of time appropriate for the people that were in the match. Goldberg, you'll never see him in a match that's longer than five minutes. So. Um, again, he's a minute, a, a mile, a million, a minute champion, a uh, person in the company like Brock is. Um, but Braun winning, it's long overdue. So, um, it just would have been nice for him to win in front of a lot of people. Uh, that's the unfortunate part is that he kind of got it as a secondary person. You know, knowing that Roman was the original one that was going to get it. But like I said before, I hope they just unleashed the beast, basically. Mm-hmm. And, that's the logical next step. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's really all I got left on this one. Um, right. Joe, are you messing with stuff? <laughs> yes, I got to keep my hands busy while I'm... <laughs> We're talking and sitting here because I'm getting really tired. What? Did you already do your rating? Yeah, I, I think you did, right? Solid. All right, okay. I was just making sure this time. But anyway, okay. Yeah, the main did. event was pretty much not the buried alive match, but the boneyard match between AJ Styles and Undertaker. And definitely the match of the night. And I think well, it was I mean, the most out of like the most yeah, time it was the match for the, of the night. everything. I think it was at least like 15, 20 minutes that they put into it. And it was kind of like the like I don't think they really specified that it was the American badass taker, but it pretty much was. Came in on the bike and everything, so it was cool the way that it was. Yeah, and yeah, I well, think he it calls just an Undertaker badass. up on the thing, but still, I mean, like yeah. he came out to Metallica and shit, and came out on a motorcycle. Well, no, yeah, he came out to he came out to 
the Metallica and they yeah, called him the Undertaker, but AJ does call him the American was. Badass in the in so the match. There was a lot of freaking storytelling in this match. And yeah. that that's where a lot of my favorite shit is. Oh, this match like, is awesome. If you tell me a story. You know what I mean? Because a lot of these matches didn't get to tell a story because they were like two minutes long. This one got time to breathe. It got time to tell us a fucking story. It told us exactly what AJ's motivations were for this entire match. It it let The Undertaker be the freaking Undertaker. Uh, did a bunch of cool camera shit because it wasn't in a ring. And... And like, it saved Undertaker because he didn't have to do a bunch of ring shit. Yeah, like he didn't have so to get like, up on the the ring ropes and do the fucking Undertaker walk across the shit and clothesline in the air, all that shit. Like he didn't have to. The do old any school, of that. I think, is what they call that. Out, look like a badass. Uh, seem like he was gonna lose and then come out on top in a way that made AJ look strong because he was fighting his ass off even though he was going to lose. Like, There was so much here that was just like great shit. Like, Yeah. I think really the only thing that uh, I could care less about was the druid part. Like how they knocked all the things. And I thought that the druid part was going to come out and they were going to go against the OC and beat them up. Yeah, but then they were for the OC. I, I I thought that was kind of dumb, but everything else is cool. Like the the the, uh, the tombstone on top of the roof, and then the chokes or like was it he choke slammed them off the him side off of the roof? roof I think onto some wood. Yeah, that's what it was. And then like I forgot what he did with Luke Gallows. I think he just pushed him off the side or something. But yeah, he threw he threw him off. But yeah, my favorite part was when he was talking that shit and, he, and it's a AJ and he was like, hey, didn't you say that you were going to do that? You're the one of this, right? Yeah. You're the, like, one who wanted you're the reason like, you're here. Yeah. And he's like, I'm when not going to bury you. What's no. my wife's name? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, what's I? my name? <laughs> How old am I? Yeah. He like, asked me that too. Like, you know all about me, right? Uh, like, What's going on? Like, where's your head at? And he was like, and just like AJ getting scared and being like, don't bury me. And just like the interviewer going, oh, I'm not going to bury you. And seeming like everything was going to go fine. And then it went so bad. And I'm just like, oh, dude. Like, all of it was just like so. It's like chef's kiss. It's just like, it felt like. It felt like to me, like the House of Horrors yeah, match could have been like, like what it should it, have been if yeah. they did it right. Uh, yeah. But like, yeah, like that. Uh, I thought that it just worked a lot better. So I think mm-hmm. that this is what it should have been like. So knowing that set, I'm like, especially it fit Undertaker so much better too. And Dude, it didn't and, have all the crazy shit. And like it had some pyro to it, but like, I mean, it all made sense. And the thing that I love about this match too, is at the end of it, I went, Ooh, what does this mean now? What's the next step with AJ's hand? Just yeah. sitting out of the grave. What's AJ going to do? Is he going to become a new dead man? Is he going to be like, Afraid of the Undertaker, Dude, and that would be awesome. crazy shit. 
that would be awesome if he just showed up like six months later and then he started doing this Undertaker's bullshit. (laughs) Dude, they could literally go anywhere with it, man. They could. I think I would like to see what they were going to do with this because I really enjoyed this match. I like how it was edited and filmed like like a a, movie, a fight scene, as opposed to AJ was going to die. Like, yeah, and I and I was, I was totally down for that, mm-hmm. and I like how scary the Undertaker came across, like, like he became like because it looked like they both got really banged up in this match. You could see the Undertaker cut his arm on the window and the safety glass. You could see AJ was banged up. I think AJ really he did. He's like, shit, you broke my finger. Because, because yeah. when he. he yeah, I think you. I really did think he got hurt. I think they both did. Um, I like how you thought AJ was gonna end it and it was gonna end early, but the Undertaker used his Undertaker magic to appear behind AJ tractor. on the tractor or the dumpster, or whatever you want to call it. And I tractor, I said tractor, and bulldozer actually would probably be a good way to call it too, even though it's like a small one. But he was. It was a good match. Like it had that creepy feel, a vibe to it. It was definitely better than the Randy Orton yeah, Sister the house or whatever one they did with Bray Wyatt a few years ago. The House of Horrors match, the House of We Ripped Off the Broken Universe match. And I I really liked it. I I think they're going to explain it away as AJ got rescued by the OC before he was buried alive. And that's how they're going to bring him back because he did have them there. I'm going to say they're going to recover in time and who knows when or how they're going to bring AJ back, but he's going to come back. I think the undertaker feud's probably going to continue for a while. I, I, at least I hope so. I hope it goes to at least SummerSlam or survivor series, uh, maybe survivor series to give undertaker some more downtime because you know, he, he, he doesn't move as well quite as well as he used to, but he can still, he's still get. Mm-hmm. it seems like he's doing better now that since he had that knee surgery. So like, he does seem like to have a lot of mobility back. So I do want to see the dead man like come back. I guess he's going to be the American badass going forward, which maybe he just wants one more good run as the American badass. And then maybe he'll, you know, go out into the sunset and retire which will be a sad day for me because my first favorite wrestler was the undertaker. Um, yeah. I just, I was a good match. I don't know. I'm just kind of <laughs> rambling at this point and I'm exhausted. This one's easy. This was easy. Like a, am going to out of the whole, all the matches, I'm going to give it a four and a half uh, just because overall the show was lackluster. And even though it was amazing, I don't quite, it, quite think it was the five star rating but I'm going to give it four and a half it was definitely a really good match it was the most entertaining thing of the night I hope tomorrow night the matches are just as good as yeah this that's going to be like a zero but star know how the Brock Lesnar match is probably going to suck but, except for it might be more <laughs> just because Drew um, if Drew, even, Drew even though I do hope to go Drew goes over but anyway I still think I hope Drew goes over match anyway like I don't think that it, like I mean uh, it was perfect for what it was so I'm just going to leave it at that I already talked talked about enough of the match <laughs> so Stephen 
Yeah, I, I'm gonna go four and a half. Like it would go five, but I don't know what tomorrow's gonna bring. There could be a fucking fantastic five star match tomorrow, but I think this is setting a very high bar for what WrestleMania needs yeah, to do tomorrow. I definitely think that the better matches are gonna be tomorrow, but I mean yeah. still there was some still good it was matches so good, here. Though. But still, yeah. But but Jeremy it was still really good. I mean, Sorry. I mean, tomorrow I'm excited Jeremy, for you up. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting. I well, wasn't sure if that's what you said or not, but uh, no, I'm gonna be unlike everybody else. I'm gonna give this one a five. And again, I'm you know, you guys pretty much said it all, but it leaves a lot for uh, the Bray Wyatt and John Cena match tomorrow, yeah, because yeah. I because I think, yeah. They don't want to be up. You know, hopefully they weren't upstaged by this one being on night two. So, knowing that they're all pre-taped, you would hope that that one ends up being better than this one. Yeah, I'm giving it room to breathe. (laughs) But still, I mean, but still, I uh, I feel this was a five star match. I mean, it had everything based on who was in it and what they did. It was perfect. Yeah, I don't blame you. I, I didn't see any faults in it at all. Um, well, unlike the rest. Yeah, but I mean, even Undertaker made well, himself AJ look good tonight look good, because so. of the because of the way he and and again, it wasn't the rest. No, he did. Se. I'm not. It was the talking, and yeah, that's why I said I think made made a difference tonight was hearing speech. I mean, yeah. the the fact that he was talking to AJ as they were doing things and you heard their reactions to certain things was different than, you know, you normally do. The whole feel of it different. There was was emotion involved in this match that you don't normally see. And I think that was, Mm -hmm. you know, they did a really good that that told the story really good. And it just felt every part of it. But it leaves the bar high for tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much yeah, everybody definitely. because that's because that's what everybody's going to remember is Undertaker's yeah. match. They're not going to remember the rest of the night either. Mm-hmm. I I'm hoping the Fatal Five Way or for whatever it is for I, the women's title is good. I'm hoping the Bray Wyatt Firefly Funhouse match is really good. Um, not having my hopes set high for Brock Lesnar, even though I do want Drew, uh, Drew, yeah, Drew McIntyre to go over. Uh, I think he deserves a shot in the uh, a spot in the spotlight. And I'm tired of seeing Brock. I'm tired of seeing Goldberg, even though I love Goldberg, you know, because I was a fan at that time. That's when I first became a fan. But I'm really looking forward to a good WrestleMania tomorrow. So I hope it doesn't suck. But they, it's such that it's the same so they can't look no at tonight and be like, what, "Oh crap, we need to reformulate." So even if it sucks, yeah, we'll like, still yeah. one of these. Dicks. We're still gonna review it. <laughs> but uh, okay, so I'm just gonna end it yeah. over here because we've been going so, for almost 90 minutes, and so we've been trying to talk about this for way too long. So uh, what's it called? If you hit us up on our any of our socials, if you wanted to talk to us about just about anything that we end up doing over here. Everything's through the Heart of Geek, where it's through Instagram and Twitter and Twitch and everything. We're pretty much do video games, uh, tw- uh, 
these podcasts. We do a couple of other ones. And you could follow us to any of our socials. And like, uh, and thank you so much for listening. Everybody say good night. Good night. Good night, everybody. All right. See you guys later. Bye. Good night.